0: So there's a whole lifestyle element that sits with going to run the New York Marathon as well. Yeah, there yeah. is. You have
1: to change your lifestyle and your mm. food and your eating habits and, and, you know, just your social habits. You need your sleep. Sleep's really important. Yeah. So once you get all of those, you know, happening in your life, you feel better already as well. Mm. So it's not just running the marathon. It's you change all these different parts. And, you know, if you just change a little by little each day, mm. it's amazing where it gets you where it to. Gets you.
0: This is Reignited, where together we will meet interesting people who have a curious message for the world. They'll tell us about their experiences so that we can all reignite our lives. I am super interested in people's stories and I love movies and I'm so excited today to have Anna Liptak with us, who has made a documentary called I Am Not a Runner, which follows the story of people doing the New York Marathon. So thank you, Anna, for coming and joining us. Thank you for having me, Bill. Now, before we get into the stories and this magnificent documentary that you've made, I have some symbols there that you've
1: chosen. What did you choose and why to introduce yourself? Okay, so I, I chose this tree because I like to constantly grow um, and my whole life is about growth. Um, and now that I'm getting older, I still want to continue learning and growing. So that, that stood out to me. This train track stood out to me too because it's moving forward um, and moving through life in a, in a forward direction, which is what I hope to do always. I know there's a few back, back roads, but always trying to move forward. Um, and these hands were really compelling to me because um, I really believe in um, teamwork and assisting. I love it. assisting and helping people to move f- forward through life too.
0: Yeah, so hands to represent helping people. So you're a fitness trainer and run group um, fitness sessions as well. So what, what point did it come to, I'm going to take people to the New York Marathon and then to create a doc- documentary? How does that all happen?
1: I've been training people for 15 years now. And over this time, I've seen people achieve incredible things. And they're very ordinary people. And I say that in inverted commas because ordinary people often don't get recognised in our Lives. Every day we see beautiful people in magazines, we see elite athletes, and we're always seeing these people and being pushed in front of our space. And 95% of us aren't in that category, and often we feel quite bad that we can't ascertain this. Um, I saw a movie four years ago which was a fantastic movie and it was about elite athletes and they were beautiful and wonderful and they were achieving incredible things but it was so incredible that it was so out of reach for me and at that stage I'd run over 20 marathons but still these people on the screen in front of me I came out and I felt like a little bit I guess unmotivated because it was so far out of my reach and I thought wouldn't it be wonderful to show just normal, ordinary people achieving wondrous things. And I am so lucky that, and privileged in my job that I get to see these wondrous stories all the time. And I've been seeing them for 15 years. And I see how having a goal, having something big, something that you can be really proud of, something that you probably did believe that you couldn't do, and I see them achieve these wondrous things and all of a sudden their lives change their smiles get brighter their smiles get bigger it changes their relationships often with their partners and their children they become more positive and often these people go into back into work or they start working or they change career direction so i really wanted to show Ordinary people can achieve wondrous things.
0: So that real thing, real people doing extraordinary things, because I think extraordinary people are around us all the time, but somehow we have this sense of celebrity and the unachievable as seen as something extraordinary when
1: it's actually around us all the time, isn't it? It's around us every day and we just miss it and we're not shown it and we're not even taught to actually understand how incredible it is with all these people that are surrounding us. Yeah, definitely. So you've run a lot of
0: marathons yourself. What's the appeal for someone like me who's like, yeah,
1: (laughs) why would you do that? (laughs) Why would you do that? That's a good question. I believe having having something that you think that you can't do. I think possibly we we achieve the most wonderful things in our life um, with things that we don't believe that we can do. And that's the points where we actually, you know, get out of our comfort zone and do something that is hard. It sets us up for a challenge. Often we don't think we're going to do it. And then we have to overcome obstacles. We have to find our way around different curves as they meet us because over 12 months, there are obstacles that you have to get around. And once you get over all of these obstacles and you get to that finishing line, it's a wonderful achievement, not just because of the run, but because of everything else you've managed to do in your life. So I think having it doesn't have to be a marathon. But having having things in your life that you can work towards, and I guess it's a bit like my train, you know, moving forward, finding things that you... you it's challenging for you and, you know, you have to get support around you and you have to start believing in yourself um, and finding people that believe in you to get you to that finishing line. I think that that's just um, momentous for your your lifetime. I think, you know, I want to be on my dying bed, and that sounds a bit um, morbid, but I want to get to the end of my life and look back and look at all those moments that I've achieved.
0: Yeah, so it's not just about the physicality of running a marathon. There's so much more to it, isn't there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which brings us to the documentary. So you're executive producer with James Wakeland as well. And I've seen it, and it's a magnificent story of, you know, the real life and the battles and the ups and downs of... Of working towards this goal. Um, What sort of stands out to you in the process of creating this film?
1: I think uh, the producing, the directing, Johnny Taranto is our director. It really mirrors the actual movie because we didn't have any funding. Um, We had, um, I couldn't pay James and Johnny, we just had to be determined. um, And between the three of us, we were determined to get to that finishing line. We had to have tenacity, much like the characters did. Um, We had to have a lot of knockbacks from people who didn't believe in us um, about the movie, much like these people experience in the movie about their non-belief. But we also had to have a great goal. So, And we got there, um, just like these people get there. So I think it, it really mirrors... The movie, what we achieved. Yeah, definitely. And
0: the title, I'm not a runner, I think is very apt, um, you know, because it is about that self belief um, as well. So there's lots of storylines that happen within I'm not a runner. How did you decide, you know, what was highlighted um, throughout that?
1: Yeah, so starting with the title I'm not a runner. Um I think you know we all start out to excuse ourselves but you know society tells us we're, we're not runners all the time. Like I get told I'm not a runner from mm. people who are professional runners. And the first pe- thing people say to me is I'm not a runner when they meet me down the street. What Makes a Runner, I'm not sure. So mm. I, th- I thought that was a, a great title for the movie. In terms of what we chose to highlight, we looked at the stories. It took us a long time. So we had 15 characters to start with and we really put them into different storyboards. So it took us, a, a, you know, time and we put their quotes and their uh, their talks and, you know, what what each person brought to, to the movie. And there was lots of great stories in mm. there. You know, we had someone with leukaemia. We had all sorts of different... Um, stories that we could have shared but we um, then sort of brought it down to five stories so we wanted to show transformation we wanted to show obstacles we wanted to show in the end it became a a woman's story but you know you speak to any male that's seen it and it it is actually just a story about humans yeah definitely Um, it's not male or female really so they just were very strong compelling stories within the five sort of areas of transformation that we wanted to show and I guess when you started this out you don't actually know what the outcome is going to be. <laughs> no. You know, whether which, anyone's actually going to cross the finishing line. Which these characters were actually very vulnerable. Yeah. Some of them had never run more than 20 metres before. Mm. Um, so saying yes to you being involved in a documentary, I mean, you can just imagine the pressure and the stress that that creates because mm. it's like, well, I don't know if I'm going to get there. But in the end, we all decided, and there were some people who didn't get to the finishing line who were a part of the movie, and mm. there were points where they got too too sad about not being able to progress that they didn't want to actually keep filming with us and that was that was fine and a decision but really that would have been great footage for people to see that some people won't get to the finishing Mm. line and that's okay too yeah because you do get injured um but yeah it it was a a very vulnerable um position for many of them to be in and so you know we're incredibly grateful that they Mm. shared their stories with us because there's some very personal stories that um uh, Showing through the movie. Yeah, definitely. And one of those personal stories for you is your mum.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what was it like for you running alongside her in this process too and in actual fact she's quite funny on um, some of the comments she's made and stuff got a few laughs
1: yes yeah well it was an interesting ride because mum was a very reluctant person to be in the movie and if it wasn't for me being her daughter she definitely wouldn't have done it and she still is a reluctant star in there but she's a beautiful um, character because it does show that at 73 your life is still growing and that you can still achieve wondrous things, which is shown through my mum. And I think there's a beautiful moment in the movie where mum said, you know, they were all cheering at me and what could I do? I started cheering with them, you know, and that's just beautiful. She said, it's a very unusual position for me to be in, people cheering at me. And and that actually, you know, is very um, emotional to me because, yeah. you know, my mum sacrificed a lot with us growing up. We had, She had four children. I was the youngest of four. And um, my dad was away in Melbourne for a lot of the our time that we were growing up. So mum essentially was a single mum for quite a few years. So seeing her do something for herself was wonderful and to be by side was amazing. I think, you know, as time goes on, that will become more and more special for me. Yeah, definitely. But it was definitely special, but at times (laughs) (laughs) we drove each other incredibly mad as well. So, yes, and she is extremely funny. She doesn't mean to be funny, but she's funny.
0: And I particularly love one part of, one moment where Barry is um, decided to run ahead and she was like, I'm not letting you get ahead and just started running. So it was like, you know, more senior people <laughs> running a marathon um, and still having that competitive spirit that came through. Like it was just it was wonderful. beautiful yeah, to watch. Yeah, yeah. it was
1: beautiful because Barry only came in at the last moment. So he's James's dad. And I really thought, you know, we can't not run with Barry because he actually um, has hearing impediment. And at the start of the race, you have to find yourself into these corrals. Well, mum and Barry and I only got in by 30 seconds or else we would have missed the race because we were in the last corral. So I was really pleased that we did because it can be very disorientating at the start because there's thousands of people trying to get to different corrals. And some people had said to me about the movie, don't run with anyone else. Don't bring Barry. Don't, you know, Mm. it just needs to be documented your mum running. But I just couldn't do it and and mum was very open to and happy and she's very happy that Barry came along because mm. it meant that there was someone very similar to her. And, yes, he did <laughs> propel her along because we weren't sure what Barry was going to be like yeah. out there. And, um, anyway, he turned out to be actually really quite fast and I would say they ran probably half that marathon. Yeah. And at times he would sprint. And I really – I was really convinced that mum – and that was only about the 10K mark that I said to my mum – really, mum, let's just let Barry go and you can slow down and, you know, we can just enjoy it. And she was like, I'm not letting him him go. And she really, it was, and it really made for a beautiful um, 422 k's for all of us because, you know, having that shared uh, momentum and um, competitiveness. Yeah, yeah, it's still within there.
0: (laughs) There's another storyline that really stood out to me, which was you growing up in a family with three brothers who are all highly competent at sporting ability and things like that. And you talked about the fact that you were put into dance class um, and how that sort of played out in your life. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and
1: how now fitness has sort of come into your world as well? Yeah, so I have reflected on this because... My brothers, there's three of them, they, as you said, you know, they're elite athletes. So I had an AFL footballer, I had an Australian kayaker, and an Australian runner who was also an Australian fencer. Yes. And I was the youngest, and as they would all say, I was probably the best at sport out of all of them, um, and had the most natural ability. Of course, we obviously all had ability, um, but my mum at the time, said to my dad, you've ruined the boys. (laughs) We're not ruining Anna. You can't touch Anna. So my mum really encouraged me to be in piano and drama. And, you know, I had teachers at school that would say to me that you're going to be in the 1996 Olympics. You know, like it was, you know, my ability was quite, you you could see that I had ability, but I didn't have anyone that trained or coached me because my dad wasn't allowed to um, steer me in that direction. So at times over my life, I've, I've looked back at that and I've been a bit upset that I wasn't able to, you know, go to the best of my ability, which was sport, not piano and and, uh, drama. Um, In retrospect, what I think my mum gave me is actually more wonderful than what I have ever thought, is that she actually taught me to know that I'm wonderful without having to be elite. Yes. And, um, you know, with elite becomes a lot of a lot of pressure. Um, and I think I've been steered away from that. But also, I've always loved fitness and health. And, you know, my mum took me to gyms and I've always been running. I've been in basketball, netball. I never had to be the best. I sort of played everything. And I never I was never actually in any competitive like I wasn't in club sports or anything I was the youngest of four and it was really hard to get us around yeah, places. I'm the youngest of four too I totally get that <laughs> so we were out <laughs> somewhere else who knows where we go? Yeah. but in retrospect I have now had longevity um, my brothers are all injured yeah. and there's no way that they could although my eldest brother did run a marathon but they couldn't be doing what I'm doing nearly at 50 mm. so in retrospect it was probably um you know a real present for me that's I've been able to gift to other people now yeah. about the benefit of health and fitness because health and fitness was a very important part of my household yeah. so we all did it every day I loved it I, you know I ran I did surf life saving so it's not that I've ever stopped it's just that I didn't get to that elite level and I think yeah. once you get to that elite level your body only can hang on for so many years at that level.
0: Well, it becomes your whole whole life as
1: well. Yes. So yeah, I've been given a gift from my mum. Yeah.
0: And for me, it had me pondering about the whole, you know, gender sort of stuff as well. That part of the movie really reminded me of some of the the gender sort of issues that we can have. And you mentioned, I think on the night or in the movie, the fact that when, after you had children and started to become a, a personal trainer, that there was people who made comments and that pressure um, as a woman about our weight and things like that. So how does that all sit with
1: you now because you're training people constantly? as well. I don't think anyone's got any right to comment Mm. on you. Yeah. Um, And I don't think anyone should, you know, I think what we need to know is that we feel good about ourselves. So I really believe in health and fitness Mm. and I really believe strongly and know strongly how important having a healthy diet and having exercise and what that does for your life. But it's not for anyone else to comment or... Mm ridicule you when I um, had my baby you know I had men jeering at me saying give it up jig along as I ran along the street I mean that's really disappointing and I think today in today I think there's a lot of pressure through social media for young girls my my boys are now 16 and 18 and I'm seeing what happens to people younger people with social media and there's a lot of you know anorexia coming out from girls and a lot of pressure to look a certain way and I think that's very dangerous and I think it needs to be taught to girls that they need to feel good about themselves and not get that from someone else Yeah, you know it's about achieving about um, exploring your body and about celebrating your strength and your uh, speed and your beauty but not for someone else yeah it's for you so it starts within
0: yeah yeah and yeah i think that's a great message and and like you were talking about with the the movie that you saw that prompted um, this documentary was—is that the unattainable? You know, where there's so much airbrushing and stuff that sort of happens as well, um, and the highlight
1: reel—that um, mm. I
0: think it's a really good, timely reminder that um, we are
1: all real, and um, it's about how you feel, um, mm. as well. And it's not healthy to compare yourself to someone else. No, because if I compare myself to Michelle Bridges, well, she's got personal trainers and she's got all just different things that she—I don't have in my life. But she also doesn't have what I have in my life. Yeah. So, you know, we can't be the same. Thank thank goodness for that. Yeah. And that we're all different and we're all shapes and sizes and for different reasons. Mm. You know, often people say to me, oh, you don't look like a marathon runner. Mm. Now, what does that say to you? Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. And... What are they saying? Are we boxed in? Yeah. Yeah.
1: They're Um, saying I'm not skinny enough to be mm. a marathon runner. Well... (laughs) How many have you done? 28. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I had one man gear me on... um, Was on a Facebook post once, and it was about me being a personal trainer. He said, "Well, I've never, I know, I didn't know a marathon runner could have fat cheeks." Mm. Well, I looked he he he, looked him up, and I found that he was half an hour slower than me in my last marathon. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) so I wrote back to him and said, "Well, this this fat-cheeked woman." Beat you by yeah. half an hour or so. And then he just was yeah. silent.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting, isn't it, that, that need to criticise others and, and it's and actually why? about that person and what is happening there. Yeah. What, yeah.
1: what is with that? Why do people think they can do that? Mm. And that's why I really wanted this this movie to be a voice, a voice yeah. for people to say, look, you know, and I think the most beautiful thing is is that they're all so normal and natural, you know. We all, we all look at the movie now and go, oh, we could have put some makeup on, but the beautiful no, thing is that we didn't. It is it is so refreshing that it's real um,
0: as well. So let's talk about some of the other characters within there. So can you tell us a little bit about them and what you're willing to share, I guess? Yeah,
1: so um, the first one that springs to mind for me is Namara Lee. Yes. And um, she is an Aboriginal woman who has had three children and she started training with me two years ago and she literally maybe 18 months to, oh no, she, she started just before the movie right? mm. and she had never run before and she was housebound at home. So she was so anxious that she would stop working. She didn't want to be out in groups of people. And a friend of hers, Emily, who trains with me, has trained with me for a very long time since I started and she kept on encouraging Namara Lee to come out to training. Namara Lee was very resistant and I think Emily broke her down after about two years. <laughs> Took her two years. But she came out. She remembers being very nervous on the night that she came out. But it's changed her life. And she remembers. And it's amazing what people remember about what you say. So it shows what effect the words you use to people, how much that that can change their whole life. You yeah, know, definitely. especially in these positions of trainers or teachers or those, those sort of positions. And luckily that night I'd said to her, you're strong. You're so strong. And she remembers these words very Fondly, because she went home, she said, "Yeah, I am strong. Yeah, I can do anything." And it 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 really has catapulted her life along. And she went back to work. She's now working with Aboriginal women, helping uh, at-risk uh, mothers with their children. Um, and she she proved to herself. I mean, she she really was very vulnerable because she mm. couldn't run. Um, and she did it and it, and and I think the biggest thing for Namara Lee is that she crossed that finishing line and she was a bit upset with herself and now she kicks herself for being upset with herself she's <laughs> like, why didn't I celebrate? Because yeah. you forget how far you come along. Yeah, exactly. So we're also our, our worst judge of character too. You know, yeah. we're always, you know, people get over the marathon line and go, oh, I wanted to get four hours. It's like, well... You didn't get four hours, but you did a marathon. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, There's
0: sometimes in those moments we forget what else is happening at the same time. Because when I watched her, you could see a light coming on. You yeah. know, like the shift and change in her over the the storyline was incredible. It was beautiful, wasn't yeah. it? it was really beautiful. Yeah. And her brutal honesty about she <laughs> was <actual laughs> feeling when it was a bit tough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And she she um yeah she didn't doesn't mince her words like me. <laughs> yeah. But she, yeah, she's, yeah, a
0: beautiful character. Mm. Um, and, and it goes to show that it's not just about running. It's so much more than that that can happen because of working towards this massive goal. Yeah. yeah and
1: it was massive and it is massive. And, you know, she's really pleased because she's got these three daughters that she's a role model for. Mm. Um, and she's a beautiful role model. And But she's changed her life. And now that's for these childrens, a gift because they're all into health and fitness and yeah. very aware of what they can do to their life. Yeah.
0: So what's that like for you to know that that's the ripple effect of, of doing this?
1: Well, that's what keeps me going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is how it changes people's lives. I, I've been, you know, I, I have trained thousands of people and mm-hmm. I've got, you know, t- I'm just in a really privileged position because when someone comes out to exercise, they leave feeling better than when they came. Yeah. So it, it changes people's mental state all the time. And when you feel better about yourself, you can get up easier, you can move easier, you mm. work better, your friendships are better. So I'm in such a winning position and I, I would never take that for granted, my yeah. position. Yeah. Um, but I'm so passionate about it. I'm so passionate about proving to people yeah. that they're wrong, that these people are wonderful. Yeah you know
0: that and you can go beyond
1: what you even thought you could do. Yeah. yeah. And I love that. I love people writing to me and saying, you know, it's only because of the belief that you gave in me that I believed in me. Mm. And it's that's really all it is is giving people belief. Yeah. And it really, if if they've got the belief and they've got the motivation mm. and all I have to do is help them along and assist them, mm. well, it's a winning formula. Yeah, and it's holding that space and it it reminds
0: me, you know, I'm obviously a therapist and The body holds so much of our emotion, our our whole sense of self, everything that happens, and so doing fitness and is obviously good for us in so many different ways. But to have a trusted, safe space for that to happen is is so unique as well. It's
1: good. Yeah, we've got a beautiful community Mm. where we are. Yeah. But I am currently doing an online subscription base where they all have this community online, but we'll be hosting q and a so I'm hoping to uh, you know broaden because there's lots of people asking mm. you know how can we be part of your community so the yeah. community is going to be larger than just the whole fast bay now so yeah. I think that's really nice and it will still you know is still a safe space mm. and Finding that um, community and support. Yeah, Because I think for any goal, it's not just having me, it's having that support. You've got to have mm. your partner invested as well, or else it's a very hard road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and friendships. You know, people often don't want you to change. Mm. So you'll have friends that want to bring you down, um, that, oh, I don't want you doing that, Bill, because that, mm. you know, on Friday nights, that's when we go drinking. Yeah. Um, and it changes their whole you know, their life so, Mm. so much. So you've got to be quite strong about what you want to do. So there's a
0: whole lifestyle element that sits with going to run the New York Marathon as well. Yeah, there is. You have
1: to change your lifestyle and your Mm. food and your eating habits and, and, you know, just your social habits. You need your sleep. Sleep's really important. So once you get all of those, you know, happening in your life, you feel better already as well. Mm. So it's not just running the marathon. It's you change all these different parts. And, you know, if you just change a little... little each day Mm. it's amazing where it gets you where it gets you yeah
0: so let's talk about the other two women who are in i'm not a runner yes yeah what's
1: their stories and what have you seen in their development through this process so anne's pretty um vulnerable and shares quite um, about her mental state so she was at a pretty dire state of her lifetime and she 's found um, not only through this but through through her life that exercise is actually where she feels really good, and running for her is moving forward and away from problems and she can leave things behind her and She shares um you know where she was in her life which was a pretty black uh state, and she 's run through that and Set her set her goals and her site's big and she's a she's a single lady. Mm. Um, so you know it was nice for her to be a part of a group, uh, much like my mum, you know part of a community. Mm. Um, then there's Jody who was turning fifty yeah and she she just wanted to do something for herself. her kids are now old enough for her to invest the time mm. and effort into herself She she was a ha- um, housewife and she invested a lot into those kids you know and they're amazing kids for it yeah but this was a time in her life that she could really invest into herself um, and she had to make some you know sacrifices changes she had to switch all of that energy into herself which is mm. a really nice moment too because I think you know as mothers we often invest so much into those children it's really hard to untie yourself and and think about yourself yeah and it. also that transition isn't it of like well now they're older what where am I where am I what <laughs> have yeah. I done and yeah so uh, and Jody is a really great character because yeah. she shows also how hard it is to get up at five six o'clock in the morning but what mm. she gets out of doing that is so much more than the the negative because I guess what you need to have is that really positive mm. want to get there, or else why would you get up at five o'clock in the morning? <laughs> yeah. So she she shows you both sides, you know, the compelling side of moving forward towards that finishing line, but also the very hard and real facts mm. that you actually have to commit. Yeah, and then there's Marika, mm-hmm. and Marika, well, that's a story within itself. And um, I've trained Marika now since I started, and she's got five children, and at that stage, the, the kids were quite young, and Younger, youngish, and she, her husband left her at at, um, a point in her life when she had five kids at school, Um, and he actually left without her, without any money, and she had a household to run, and so she, she really shows how you can get through something like that, and financially get something through something like that as well, and she changes her whole career. She only changes this career through having had the confidence in herself in fitness and exercise. Um, and that changes her life, the fitness and exercise. So I think for all of them, it really shows how pinnacle health is. Yeah. Because if you don't feel good, mm. you know, it's really hard to get out of bed. Yeah. Sometimes. And
0: they're going through life, <laughs> which, yes. you know, life does happen at the same time. Um, and it's not all sunshine and rainbows like we'd all like it to be, but also how important this process has been for them. Um, in that as well. So what, what have you seen with each of the characters? Like
1: what stands out to you about them? The transition it's made into their life. Mm. So for all of them, I, I mean, my mum would stand stead and say, "Ah, oh, oh, no, nothing special happened for me, mm. but she's so pleased she did while well she could because she's now 76 and she probably couldn't. Yeah. So, you know, she's really, uh, I think really testament to that that you have to do things while you have the opportunity. Because yeah. if you don't, it goes passes very quickly and then it's gone. So opportunities yeah. only arise occasionally in your life. Yeah. And sometimes they might feel a bit overwhelming and a bit hard. But if you miss it, it's gone before yeah. you know it. So yeah. I think that, that shows for all of them. I think that's the very powerful message for all of them. Mm. Um, and how exercise, not running a marathon, but how moving can... Moving, making yourself feel better, how being part of a group, being doing something that you enjoy, setting big goals for yourself that are a bit hard for you to, to attain, will always make you feel wonderful when yeah. you achieve them. So
0: it's that sense of drive and community and connection and all of the things that happen because of it.
1: Yeah, and yeah. having purpose. You know, yeah. like having purpose for all of them. Mm. You know, particularly like for and with her. You know, mental state, you know, having purpose other than, you know, thinking about where you're at in your relationship or not in your relationship, but having purpose Mm. for yourself to get out of bed, um, something greater than your life itself, something that moves you towards that, I think it's really important.
0: Yeah. What do you think your purpose is?
1: My purpose is, um, I I feel like I've really found it. And my purpose is to assist others Mm. to find happiness through exercise yeah so my purpose is to show people how and that there's no right or wrong way to exercise Mm. that you don't have to look a certain way you don't have to be a certain way Mm. and you just have to find something that you love and I think that transform transformation is um, really my purpose
0: yeah so what would you say to someone who is like oh this exercise stuff you know it sounds pretty good but I'm overweight, I've never done it, I have anxiety, you know, like there's so many reasons not to do it. And I guess there's a fear too of being judged. Mm. Um, if you have had particular experiences in the past, what would you say to those people?
1: I would try to tell them to just lose know what all those other people because you know what people aren't really looking at you Mm. or thinking about you they're thinking about themselves (laughs) everyone's thinking about themselves all the time and you only live once so Mm. get out and do something find a group find a person find someone that can support you Mm. in something that you love to do yeah forget about all those other people or the people and they say it's because they're really not important in your life Mm. and if they're going to have that much effect on your life then who are you giving the power to yourself or to them it's, yeah. it's time to give yourself the power yeah and you're the only person that can make that change um and you know it's it's just simple steps it doesn't have to be to run a marathon it can be just to get up in the morning once a week to go for a walk yeah. so just start off small don't don't take things on too big yeah to start with you could you know pose, you have a goal at the end that this is where you want to get to but don't even when i'm training people for a marathon i never say think don't think of the finishing line no. we're just starting mm. you know all we need to do is establish a routine something that is going to stick into your lifestyle and your habits and yeah. your routine and your family yeah so don't make it too hard it's not hard yeah because, because then it's unattainable yeah yeah it's got to be simple yeah. you've got to know the importance of yourself and you are important mm. and everyone is important and those people that try and knock us over, well, mm. that's their life. Yeah, <laughs> That's what they're choosing to live, not yeah, us. Yes,
0: that's about them. What do you think the documentary's done for you?
1: Uh, well, the documentary we've dedicated to a very dear client friend of mine, Heather Brooke. Mm-hmm. And one of her quotes was, we all choose our own finishing line. Mm. And it's true. Um, and so for me, it's about taking risk mm. and not worrying about whether it's going to fail or not. Yeah. Because if you don't try, you'll never know yeah. your answer. But at least if I've tried and I get my answer, whether that's failing, cuz there really is no failing, or I've done it, mm. then I've succeeded. Yeah. Yeah. But if I don't try, then I So yeah, I'm 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 all about just Doing things doing now, it. you know, <laughs> yeah. and taking risk, and not worrying if anyone else tries to pull me down or mm. worries about what I'm doing. That's 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 not that's not my worry. That's their worry. Yeah. And I just I just want to get on and mm. take risk and enjoy my life. Yeah, definitely. And um, how has the movie been received? Well, it, overwhelmingly positive, Bill. Yeah. Like, it's been amazing. We we have been watching it for four years, Yeah, you know, <laughs> so you're creating a story, but yeah. I'm not sick of it. That's the yeah. surprising thing. I'm so not sick of it. I just love it. Um, I love everything about it. And the response of people has been overwhelming. I mean, people, I think, like, even my dad was worried about it because they saw it sort of unfold a little bit on Facebook. And yeah. I think dad was came into the cinema <laughs> going, oh, my God, I just hope it's going to be okay. Yeah. And he walked out bawling his eyes yeah. out and he kissed Johnny mm. Taranto, the director. Like, he, he was just <laughs> overwhelmed. And we've had that response from everybody yep. because I think from everybody, no one expected it to be what it is today. which oh, it's, is it's yeah.
0: magnificent. Yeah. And
1: I think the thing that I love about it most is it's so relatable.
0: You know, you can, not that I've run a marathon, but I can place myself in those positions of challenge and working towards something and the roller coaster of life and everything that goes with that. Like it's so personable and real.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and I think that's been so lovely and it's been so well received and recognised from people that, yay, there's finally something real and Mm. and raw and, you know, there's so much stuff on television at the moment which is far beyond and, Mm. you know, all plastic, I guess. But this is just real. Yeah, definitely. So where to now for I'm Not a Runner? Uh, It's off to um, New York. Yeah um and it's having its premiere at the Australian Consulate mm-hmm. which is unbelievable and from there it's also going to Cannes and we're hoping to get it distributed through the world yeah great um, so we've it's now being online streamed so people can get it nationally and internationally
0: okay but so uh, how do
1: people do that they can get, go on to i'm not a runner um, dot com uh, yeah, www.imnotarunner.com And on there is the way that you can get tickets and whether it goes into other places. Because I've had people ring me up from all over Australia saying, I want to bring it to Melbourne. I want to bring it to Narrow And they're putting it on themselves in cinemas for people, which is wonderful. So there's so much support out there. People are just like, we want this to go viral. This has to go viral.
0: It is amazing. And just, you
1: know, started here in... Adelaide. Adelaide. Little old sleepy Adelaide, hey? yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's. I think it's just the right timing with COVID and everything mm. that, you know, people want something positive and, mm. you know, and, and running has actually been the way out of COVID. You know, it's been the easiest thing, people walking and running. Cause mm. they, like lots of gyms have closed down over this time nationally, not so much here in Adelaide, but um, around the world. And so running, it's running shoes have been one mm. of the biggest selling items and it's yeah. such an easy thing to do. So... Yeah. Yeah, mm. and it's a, yeah, it's been that
0: respite from lockdown, hasn't it? Yeah, Yes. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Speaking of COVID, <laughs> you've had an experience with that yourself. How has that
1: played out for you? So I got it eighteen months ago. I was one of the first people in South Australia to get it, and. At the time, it wasn't even in South Australia, and the only people that were supposed to have it were people that had been overseas. Mm -hmm. So they wouldn't even test me at that stage because I hadn't been overseas. So I had to go back four times and be quite persistent to go back. I ended up getting admitted straight to hospital. I had double pneumonia, so they classified. I was more in that critical part, so that 20% of people that get critical. It was really scary, Um, and being locked in a room, I was extremely scared away from my family. Would I get out? And watching all these images about China and... Them getting welded into houses and things. Mm. That was pretty scary. Um, and, you know, took nurses and doctors like half an hour to get into the room. It's probably a little bit of an over exaggeration, <laughs> but they had to put all their PPE gear on and then they had to take it on the way out. And, you know, it was very serious. I knew that was something really serious going on. Over the last 18 months, I've probably have suffered with long term COVID, um, chronic fatigue, um, other symptoms such as tight chest. I've got scarring on my heart, scarring on my lungs. Um, I think after I talk a while, you can sort of start to hear raspiness in my voice. Nothing can be put down to COVID because no one can tell me that I didn't have the scarring before. But all the doctors will say, well there's no other reason for you to have had yeah. it. And you super fit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, depending on where you sit in fitness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a scale compared to me. There's a scale. And I do sit on the fit, fitter side, yes. Yeah. Um, but my fitness has uh, its taken me a while to get mm. back. Um, and still, I'm not back to where I was. So it's yeah. very frustrating. And um, in fact, I did go to hospital the other night to get narcolepsy tested too. And whether that's something I've had long term or... Um, something to do with COVID, so Mm. you know there's lots of stuff i'm quite grateful that i I have a brother who is a doctor because if i didn't have him it would be actually pretty scary because gps just go oh no there's nothing wrong with your ears and Mm. and they you know gps just don't have the time to deal Mm. with you so it's been a very scary road but thankfully for my brother he's been able to refer me to specialists yeah and without that, I think, you know, in South Australia, there is nowhere to go. Mm. I know overseas they now have COVID clinics that you can yeah. be a part of. Mm. But, you know, since the day I wasn't, didn't have COVID, they ring you up and say, you know, you've no longer got it. Mm. That's it. Yeah. You don't hear from anyone again.
0: Yet yeah. for you, you're still living it.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, you know, people say to me, oh, are you getting the vaccine? Well, I've been double vaxxed, but I didn't know if I had to or not. Mm. There's nothing there to tell you. So, you know, we are living through this. It has been uh, a very, I guess, dark at times, very scary. Mm. And whether it's psychosomatic or not, that's also another question. Um, And that does your head in too. Yeah. So how do you manage that? (laughs) Uh, Running. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've got a very good friend, girlfriend, client who we've been running, done all our marathons together. Mm. She's done a few more than me. She's a bit crazier than I am Mm. and we run three four times a week and that's where I get to talk about these and vent with her and um, she's a highly intelligent um, loyal Mm. friend that I get to talk to a lot so I really value that relationship yeah so
0: having that space and I think that's for all of us that needing to have that safe space to be able to vent offload explore try and work it out not necessarily to have it fixed but to express life without being judged yeah without being judged as well yeah so yeah
1: what's it made you realize life's short yeah take risks mm. have fun don't worry about other people yeah because they really don't matter mm. um, and do what you love yeah you do what you're passionate about I've you know I feel like I am completely where I need to be I, I did change track recently and and went to back to full time work, yeah. but my passion and my overwhelming want to assist others to find happiness through fitness is just too strong and yeah. that's really showing me that too that that's where I need to be mm. so what's next for anlytak what's next for anlytech well i want to i i've created a very strong community down in the whole fast bay area for fifteen years, and I want to create that community worldwide now yeah, great. so who knows where that will go yeah and if it doesn't go further then it does doesn't matter either but i'm doing an online subscription program so people can be a part of a marathon beginners program yeah so it's specifically for beginners yeah great um so it's not for you know it's well it's for anyone but it's particularly for those that are anxious mm. um and i've had many coaches through my life um, i've got so much information and i'm just going to step people step by step so much so that it's easy, that they'll be mm. going, oh, well, this isn't enough, because it doesn't have to be hard if you don't yeah. do it properly. Yeah, so it's that each little bit adds up to running a marathon. <laughs> yeah, and, and without you even realising it, mm. you, you will come. So I'm really excited to mm. do that and hopefully travel will come back and Adventure Time travel um, because we take people to the New York Marathon every year and I love that, love New York. I was just looking at some photos of New York before and it's just yeah. a beautiful city and What's so special about the New York Marathon is what we're talking about, that support. They come out in the streets. They make you feel like an Olympian. That doesn't happen anywhere else in the yeah. world. You know, it's so special. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that coming back too. Yeah, it'll be great when, when we're able to. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> yeah. will be.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I'm Not a Runner has it's so much more than a running (laughs) documentary. It's about the human spirit and what people can achieve when they don't even realize. And you know, that sense of purpose and, and working towards something. What would be your one message for the world? I know you've already just summed up a lot of what life's about. If you could tell the world something,
1: what would it be? Don't worry about failing. Yeah. There is no failing. Yeah. The only failing is actually not trying. Yeah. So try, 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 try everything. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. And don't worry about failing because no one else cares. Yeah. It's just you. (laughs) It's just you. And really, that doesn't matter. Yeah, definitely. I think the only fail is that you get to the end of your life and you go, oh, I wish I'd done that. Mm. So no regrets, eh? No regrets. Mm.
0: Yeah. Thank you for spending time. I mean... First of all, for the team in creating such an incredible um, documentary about the human spirit and the real, you know, it's real life as well. I I just love that so much. But also sharing a little bit of you and your philosophy around all of this because I know um, people will get a lot from that. So thank you for your time. Thank you for having me, Belle. For show notes and more information about my guests and to get in touch with me, visit ignitearttherapies.com.au.